Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to part two of Private Parts, the podcast where nothing is off limits, 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 limits. Even putting your shoes on the sofa. Sorry, I didn't want to do that. It's because I'm so comfy right now. I know, I know. Um, Kag, I, I I feel like I didn't ask you something. Are you um are you happy at the moment? Are you good? Are you okay? I am happy. You I look happy, happy, man. You look beautiful. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you do. You look great. And I say this every single time. We've known each other since we were fifteen years old. So I feel a real bond with you always, Maybe. and that real calming bond that I have with you. Um, I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. Astrology, all these things you love. Saturn returns. We're going to talk about mm-hmm. Alex Merton, his star sign. What do we think he is? Does, I don't I've think he even knows. I don't good, think he even knows. I've never been very good at this. I ha, so I have Nora, who's the astrologer for Saturn Returns, and mm. the amount of information she has around astrology is just mind-blowing. I like it as a tool for sort of personal development, but if I'm going to completely guess, yeah. you're a cancer. No. Oh. I, think that's, I think I'm close, though. What is it? What is it? What is a cancer? Well, ca- I mean, you're going to be like, my brother's a cancer, but they're actually known to be quite emotional i'm a taurus which but then also it's you have your moon and your rising so you have your star your sun sign which i'm a taurus okay and then my moon is pisces and then my rising is libra so it's kind of like those three things make up the tapestry of like your personality well, that's so wild say, that's what i'm trying yeah someone was talking so what about does that mean earlier. about you i'm gonna google this about me what does that mean about you so so you're a what you're a whaty whaty what so my my moon is pisces so i definitely resonate with a lot of Pisces, I I often am attracted to Pisces. Oh, really? As a Pisces moon, you have the richest imagination of all the 12 zodiac signs. Because your moon is Pisces, you are creative, have a delicate sensibility, and are very sensitive to energy. That is so... Vibely true. Nice. Uh, You, for you, the people you work with and the environment you work in are more important than work itself. Mm, Which is something that I've definitely learned over the last couple of years. Wow. You know, the day, and I think this is probably relatable or true to anybody, but your day-to-day experience and like who you're interacting with is so much more important than the end goal, you know. And I think we're so focused on wanting to achieve and get to that destination point that we forget to kind of, that actually the enjoyment should come from each moment. So how, how do we work out our moons? How do we do that? You have to, you have to find out what your time of birth is. That's the thing you might have Mine to message your mum. Mine is dawn. Oh yeah, I was born at like born at dawn. F- I was born at like <laughs> five, four, four, four a.m. But you can f- you can find things online where you just type in your date of birth, your place of birth, and your time. What is my moon sign? Okay, here we go. We're going to do what is my calculate my moon sign? Cafe astrology. Here yeah, we go. Cafe astrology. Yeah, but here we go. November. We're doing this third year, nineteen ninety six. 1988. <laughs> <laughs> the exact hour, I'm going to say 4, 4, 4.30. I'm going to just go for 4.30 because why the hell? 4.30. 4.30. Uh, birth City, Oxford. This is fab. Okay, Oxford. No, okay, submit. Here we go. Your moon is Virgo. In mm. Virgo. I love Virgos. Do you? Yeah. So when I was um, hiring someone for the podcast, my astrologer told me, she was like, 
you just need a Virgo. That's your only criteria. So put up something on Instagram saying I'm looking for a Virgo. And I, I had obviously quite a few applicants. <laughs> me. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> me changing then, them all the time. Hello. And then anyway, this girl, this girl called Sydney sent in this incredible, because I also said, I was like, I don't want CVs. I just want you to write a little bit about why you like the podcast and stuff. Mm. And she put together this incredible like package. I was like, oh my goodness. And as soon as I read the first line, I was like, that's the one. And she has changed my life. And she's, you know, a classic Virgo, very organized. Wow. Yeah. She's the one that keeps my, my life glued together mm. without hers. By the way, to the listeners out there, that is such a cool way mm. to, to get someone on your team. If you, if you I are mean, spiritual. I mean, CVs are so outdated as well. <laughs> like, like, Google are going to do it. I am like, I looking. Got, I got seven <laughs> Bs and GCSE, like that's not going to tell me I anything. Love, so rather than a CV, you're like, well, my moon rises on a. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're hired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it look, I like the that. evidence is there. I'm a convicted murderer, but I am a Virgo. <laughs> I love, I love that. We'll let that slide. Going to put out. I'm looking for a Scorpio. <laughs> if anyone is, so, but you know, uh, you say that though, but that's the next wave of what's going to happen in dating on dating apps. So, have you heard of CoStar and the Pattern? No, no. So they're like that's so they're astrology apps where you put in your information. And it gives gives you like daily things. It tells you what's going on astrologically at the moment. And then now it's moving into this thing where it will be setting people up based on their birth charts and their star signs. I, I think that stuff's amazing, but I always think I'm like, are we like fucking with uh, like a system? Do you know what I mean? We're like kind of putting people together when it might happen anyway. We've been doing that. I know. What are you talking do you know, about? Do you, know what, do you know what I mean? We're though? doing it based on just photographs. No, no, I, yeah. no I, I know. I'm saying about oh, dating apps oh, as well. Oh, right, yeah. Like. I actually totally agree. I personally am not, it's not for me. I like to organically meet people. Okay. To put signs out on Instagram. I'm going to, I'm going to, asking for, my Virgo. That's not for my romantic life. <laughs> my Virgo, yeah, I'm looking for a Virgo. <laughs> my, yeah, yeah. It would be on brand. Yeah, it would be on brand. Okay, so uh, Virgo. Virgo is an earth sign and so uh, pertains to tangible or physical things. Born with the moon in Virgo, you are likely to have an innate, innate need to improve. <laughs> Or refine the circles around you. Shut up! There it is. That's me. I just said that at the beginning. Exactly. What the? Combining practical know-how with analytical quality necessary to achieve specific and they always have a stutter. He can't believe this. Virgo is a sign of service. Well, hello, ladies, step up. That is insane. That is true. Yeah. What? Okay, mate, we got to do you now. Come on, buddy. So, so I'm actually a Gemini, which I think oh, is you're close. A no, Gemini. We're do a moon sign. So, so your your month is you're born in uh, yeah. June, July, fourteenth of June, fourteenth of June. That's it. And mm. you were born. Know, should we put our actual birthdays on uh, on the podcast? Can people I hack our? Think... No, I don't. Think <laughs> Sorry, so. I think can people? Some, some of the little paranoid. This <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shouldn't have we... that weed brownie this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just say we can't? Because I don't. Oh my god! Come on, give me a break. Okay, sorry, sorry. Card, okay, and you were but... born in 1990. 1990. Okay, here we go. Your hour was, I think, 4 a.m. Yeah, 4 a.m. as well. Okay, let's go for 4 a.m. Party, party time. Party time. Born, what birth? But city birth. Uh, I was born in Hackney, mate. London. <laughs> Hackney, Missouri. Hackney, England. Okay, here we go. We're submitting. Submit. Okay, you ready for this? This is so exciting. You're Aquarius. Aquarius. Aqu moon. Aquarius moon. Yeah, Aquarius no, moon. We're chilled. Apparently. Uh, what is Aquarius moon? Here we go. Moon in Aquarius is the domain of oddballs and something else. They built to watch, question, disrupt. Naturally shy 
and acutely different. Yeah, but bear this in mind, is so that, true. Because the moon sign is more like your internal world. Mm. So a Gemini is also it's known to be quite split. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of no, two personalities. But this then... is Millie, this is you. Well, let's keep going. Okay, <laughs> sorry. They're built to watch. Uh, question and disrupt. That is so true. Mm-hmm. Naturally shy, true, and acutely different, true. They regularly feel like they're outside, like outsiders, a somewhat lonely positioning that grants them the vantage point as observation. That, mm. yeah, that is true. That is quite true. That, that is, is really true. true. Yeah, oh yeah. my lord! Yeah. Really? Yeah. That is really true. Do you think? You're, are you naturally quite shy? I I do. Yeah, I was very shy before I did TV. Well, mm. shy. Like shy is the wrong word. Shy is introvert. <laughs> introvert. Yeah. I, introvert. I was yeah, natural introvert. Doing TV, like basically, was like push or, me in the deep yeah. end. Yeah, yeah. Now speak. I'm like, hi, how you doing? I literally couldn't speak for the first two years. <laughs> I mean, the show, so I'd be like, guys, he got so hello. We used to go and watch the screenings, and it would literally cut to Alex. Hi. <laughs> and then and, and everyone like, I'd oh, look, look at I'd the look, boring bloke. <laughs> I'd look around at the producers and go, well, like, did you cut loads of stuff? They're like, no, that's li- that's literally all so you, you said. Us. We actually had to slow you down. <laughs> so, <laughs> slow you yeah, down. Yeah, no, it was terrible. Also at school, public speaking, I would go so red, hated it. Would you shake? Yeah, shaking like a leaf. I would do you always, like public speaking? Oh, he loves it. I loves would walk up in like a Shakespeare you, outfit. Hello. You, you, do, <laughs> no. you, you must have some Leo in your chart because you are such a natural stageman. Yeah, but I still get, I get nervous. I, I have terrible nerves. Oh my God, my nerves are out of control. But they don't, bad. Does, they don't like interrupt your performance. Yeah, they do. Really? Yeah, yeah. So, Did like, you see his stand up? <laughs> no, I didn't. Oh, it was bad. But you know what? Good, good on you for yeah, doing exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. I, I it's yeah, really brave. But I think, but with UK, you you've just been touring with Saturn Returns. How mm. was that for you? I again, super super nervous before. Like that whole week, I couldn't really sleep properly. I just you can't constantly in a state of fight or flight, you know, because mm. you just feel that something's happening. And I think naturally I perceive an audience as an audience of critics and that's probably my own stuff but perhaps historically they have been or when we did tv it was like it was met with quite a lot of criticism but I couldn't have had a like lovelier or warmer community they were just made me feel so supported and I absolutely I loved it I love being on stage I love talking with them it was amazing because you're you're a natural performer as well I like performing. Yeah, you, you are 100% singing, TV, being on stage, whatever it is, acting. You, you're a performer. That's, I feel like, where you sort of belong. Mm. And also, I think, I don't know, but I'm guessing where you feel happiest. Yeah, I do. I feel very comfortable on a stage. But then, you know, I get so in my own head before and I get such bad imposter syndrome. And I, I taught myself out of a lot of things, which is something I'm trying to work on because... I'm always anticipating, you know, the worst. And I think we, we can all do that. But I would love to, I think nerves can be a good thing to a degree, but I would love to just be a bit more confident with it because I know I love it when I'm up there. Yeah, I, I, I admire people who can just be confident with it. I think it just takes time maybe and experience. I don't know. know. I don't know. Maybe it does. But then, but then also you do have, because I think you're the same, but you have your book coming. Yeah, can we we can talk about this, right? I don't know, but yes, let's. Yeah, talk okay, about great. So, so ex- explain the book. So, the book is sort of an extension of the podcast. So, I have Nora doing the astrology part, and then I'm kind of telling personal anecdotes and stories of me navigating that kind of moment in time and all the lessons that I learned from it. 
So it's just like me being as honest and truthful as I can. The actual writing process has been amazing. Now it's in the. Do you like I, it? I love writing. It's very cathartic, and I think that part is one thing. And then the editing. That's when the perfectionism, the imposter syndrome, mm. the self-sabotaging, they all start rearing their heads in unison. And it's quite a lot because I think when you're putting out a book and it's something very truthful and vulnerable, you're always scared of how it's going to be received or any creative project for that matter, because it's something that's really, you know, a, a piece of you. And that may be met with some criticism and how, you know, how you're going to balance that out and be okay with it. So this part is definitely um challenging because it's my nature to also always go to find like authority in other people and that's been a big theme and it's very you know Saturnian in its nature is like throughout my 20s I always wanted someone to tell me mm. how to be or like give me the keys to my kingdom and tell me how to live my life and then when people would I'd be like that's not right <laughs> I do that all the time and until I'll wait until someone's told me to do something and often yeah. I won't do anything but I could have just done it myself exactly exactly and so that's a really big thing that I'm trying to practice at the moment it's like mm. don't when you're at that step just before the door don't wait for someone to open it for you just go through it and I'm just it's brings up a lot of fear I think because with that means a lot of responsibility and, you know, we're, we're afraid to take that responsibility and that have that personal sovereignty over our lives. Mm. Do, do, what, is, what is more revealing to yourself, uh, like creatively, writing a book or writing music? Um, not writing music, performing music is really, that's where I get really, really nervous. Really? I'm really afraid that people are going to judge me and think I'm rubbish and... I think I've shied away from doing it for that reason. And I'm, I'm kind of sad about that sometimes because I think it's something that really lights me up. And then to kind of go back to what we mentioned before, it's like, what are the things that fulfill you and make you happy independently of how they're going to be received in the world? Mm. And I think if we all could cultivate that a little bit more, we'd be a lot happier and we'd be more childlike because children just get up and sing yeah. and play and they don't, they don't care. They don't care. And we just, I think we I think did. if it's not going to be super successful <laughs> or if it's going to... Yes, terrified. <laughs> well, you as didn't get up. As a really? kid. Oh, so scared. No, I, I think I developed that about age six. So. Really? But again, it was something that was developed. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, it was of course, a learned yeah, it's, thing. It's conditioned, isn't it? I, I love... What, what about you, Jay? Um, <laughs> writing your book or... Uh, <laughs> didn't, didn't write a word. <laughs> it wasn't cathartic for you, it was lethargic. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I love that idea of we have to unlearn things. Mm. And I think a lot of people, what we don't realize is anxieties, whatever it may be, stresses, uh, phobias, they have been learned. So you can... They're not us. They're not us. So you can unlearn them. And a lot of people who have certain ways about them, they, they, well, they then go, well, this is me for the rest of my yeah. life. And you can and actually And that comes unlearn with a lot it. of shame. And I think yeah. then we, we can't progress or we can't, you know, and, and in the context of like relating to others, we're always going to have things that come up that make us behave in certain ways, but we can't own it and see it for what it is, that it's some, a learnt behavior that we can actually unlearn. And it's just a question of new neural pathways, which is mm. like a, a whole other thing. But are you, um, are you in love at the moment? I am in love. What? Yeah. Get out of town. I am in love. Come on. <laughs> With who? Come on, can you tell, tell us something? Oh, I Come don't on, know. Tell me something. Um, his name is Tom. Hi, Tom. And yeah, we. I'm very in love. Getting <laughs> <laughs> very bashful. No, that's amazing. How do you know you're in love? You just know. Yeah, but that's that's. That's a cop-out way. How do you know you're in love? Because is it where you... trying to get info out. Yeah, I I love it. How do you know? How did you know with Soph? What was the the Uh, saying? He knew when she was crossing the road that you'd be a bit sad if she got run over. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, yeah, it's true. When she was swimming, when she was swimming, when when I suddenly got this urge that, oh, she... It was an urge that I suddenly... That's not when I knew I loved it's her. It's honestly psychotic. <laughs> <laughs> so if it was just like a, like a friend, you'd be like, oh, it's all right if they die. No, I thought, I suddenly had the realisation that Sophie could die. And I, I, and I didn't, never thought of that before. I never thought that your loved ones could die. I, you, doesn't, you don't think about those morbid things. Mm. And I suddenly thought about Sophie. I thought, oh, she, she's a human. She can die. And I went, that wouldn't be good. Like that would be one of the worst. That would be awful. I remember thinking in my heart going, I don't think I could take that. And that was the moment that made me realise, oh my God, I really love her. Because mm. I, I, for her to be taken away from me would just be awful. Mm. And, and I could accept being taken away because her love wasn't for me or something like that. But taken away because for, for reasons that wasn't her fault or my fault or something else is mm. another thing. To, I don't think I could live with that. Mm. And I remember thinking that I went, I, I love her. But also with Soph, I remember there was a moment when we had just first started dating and my mum phoned me up and said, who are you dating at the moment? I said, oh, this girl, Sophie. And she said, you like her? And I went, yeah, she's just different. I don't know, it's just different. So come on, Tom. <laughs> Why do you love him? I get protected. <laughs> Why? I also don't want him to die. <laughs> did you have that moment where you you kissed or you you were intimate with each other? Was it electric? Do you ever have that moment? I, I, I'll share a little bit. Come so on. when we first met, but we actually it wasn't. I always end up telling things on this show. Okay, so <laughs> you just have to get warm me up a little bit. <laughs> So I went to boarding school when Mm -hmm. I was 13 and I was very, very, very homesick and I ended up having to leave because I was so homesick and I went back to the school I was at before. But at the school, there was a boy in the year above that I had, you know, when you have those crushes that are sort of 
you think you're going to you think you're going to die yeah Yeah, yeah. (laughs) um and I had this crush on this person and anyway I then left the school because I was so homesick and I hated it there and cut to this summer I bumped into this person who is Tom that's so nice um and as soon as we chat like obviously when you're 13 you know a very long time ago but I was talking with him and I just felt this energy that was being reciprocated. And I, I think that it took a lot of unlearning for me in relationship because I associated a lot of anxiety around an infatuation for a good thing. I think we can often do that, you know? Mm. Um, and we just, there was just an instant connection. But I would definitely say that when we had our first date and at the end, I, I'm a big believer in the kiss tells you a lot. And when he kissed me, I was like, Really? Um, yeah. And, you know, I think we all, we like the idea. Did of just, he lean in? Did you, what, how, how, <laughs> what happened? He, no, you know, sometimes you kiss people and it just doesn't really yeah. connect. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this was one of those kisses that I was like, it feels like you've kissed a million times before. It's mm. like Lego. Oh, it sounds like a weird analogy. Like Lego. <laughs> what, really, really plastic and <laughs> no. brittle. Well, like it fits. It I fits. Guess it's Tetris. Yeah. It, it's Tetris. And, and then you, you kiss and you go, and in your head you go, do you think they felt that? Because that was unbelievable. It's the I, worst if they haven't. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it, I don't think one person receives it differently. Really? I don't think so. I think God, it's, I, I think love it's a, that. I think it's a, a mutual a mutual exchange. Yeah. I've said this before because the first time I've ever had sex with Sophie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, she's going to love this, yeah. yeah. Oh, I orgasmed everywhere. <laughs> I orgasmed everywhere. <laughs> I don't think you can do that, can you? I ruined it. No, I, I said to her out loud, I was, and I went, did you feel that? <laughs> Sorry, was... you became Clint, Clint Eastwood. <laughs> Are you feeling lucky, punk? Because <laughs> I can go again in two hours. <laughs> <laughs> what did she say no, back? I just said, I just honestly, because it was so electric. Mm. It was electric, and my and I, um, my grandmother said to me once, going straight from orgasm no, to your grandmother. My grandmother, I said to my grandmother, once, I said, "Do you believe in love at first sight?" I said this to my grandmother, and my grandmother does. So I kind of weirdly believe in stuff like this. And I've said this story before, but I won't say that story. But she said she met a guy once when she was work, when she was in the army, and she met him, and she t- shook his hand, and it was like a lightning bolt. Mm. Yeah, and she and he, and they both felt it. Yeah, and she never saw this person again ever. And still to this day, before was, she died, what was, she died he, she... what was he doing in the army? He, he wasn't doing any sort of like secret work <laughs> no. with like Tesla or something. But 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 until it, she died at ninety four, my grandmother did. Wow. And to, even to the day she died, she said, "When you find that person that you feel that electricity with, don't let it go." Because I think it comes, it it rarely comes. comes. It never, it doesn't come around that much. And she swears, and my grandmother was not spiritual, religious, anything, but Mm -hmm. she felt an electric thing. So to anyone who feels that moment, stick with it. But relationships are hard. They're they're really hard. But I think they're, they're mirrors, you know, to ourselves. And I think we do our best work and deepest healing in relationship i think we get sold this idea that we have to be perfect and like complete before we find the right kind of partnership but i believe Mm. that actually it's in relating to other that we can really you know deepen our connection to self because they'll always reveal the parts of you that you can't see so if i had to say to kagi dunlop that you you wanted to be this person in years to come 
and you were and you were like, okay, this is who I want to become. Mm-hmm. Who would that person? Who would you want to be? Who do I want to be? Who in do years you to want come? to be in years to come? I think the thing that is most important to me is, you know, this process of self-inquiry, of reflection, and to constantly be on that journey of getting to know myself better first and foremost. So that's something that's really been important for me the last couple of years, and I think it will continue to be. And to just build things from that, you know, to be someone that stands for vulnerability and authenticity and to encourage others to do the same. And, you know, the, the thing about the podcast, I get a lot of people saying, oh, you're very honest or you're very vulnerable. It's like, how does that make you feel? But paradoxically, I've learned that the more open and vulnerable I can be, the more strong I feel, the more stable and like the greater foundations. Mm-hmm. And I think for a long time, I just wanted to be, you know, present like a facade to the world. And that was my 20s in a way. So I think... There's a, there's a person called, oh, I, I'm trying to find it. Um, it's a TED talk. It's all about vulnerability. Brene and, Brown. Yes. Yeah. That is it. Yeah. And it is incredible about how important vulnerability is. Yeah. And, and there's a reason that that connected with so many people. I mean, that kind of made her explode because when we are vulnerable, I think we, when we are vulnerable, it, for me, what that means is being able to speak our truth without knowing or guaranteeing the outcome, you know? And we like the idea of being vulnerable, but in practice, it's a really hard thing. What's her name again? Brene Brown. Brene Brown, and it's a TED Talk. Yeah. Let's go and check that out. It, it's, it's amazing. I guess a big part of vulnerability is. is not actually talking about it. That's where a lot of it manifests until you actually speak about it and then it kind of like dis- exactly. dissipates, right? What do you yeah. mean by that? I don't, I just, I feel like a lot of the things that I maybe feel vulnerable about, I don't need to openly speak about. And then if you do, you kind of realize that it's not that. Yeah. Okay. Well, what do you feel vulnerable about? About my huge penis. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. (laughs) You were not letting you in. Not in touch. Big barriers went down. But we all, we all have the stories (laughs) that we tell ourselves that make us, you know, like I said, to go back to the beginning, feel unworthy or not lovable or not enough. And there's so much vulnerability in that. But when we share them with someone that we think might then say, oh, you're not lovable. That's the story we tell ourselves. Yeah. Or, oh, actually, like, shame on you for being that way or whatever it might be. And so we we try and manage the outcome and therefore we don't actually express our vulnerability because we're, we're scared of how it's going to be received. But most of the time when we do, not only is it an invitation for others to do the same, but it also is met with a lot more love and compassion than we would ever anticipate. Kags, I love that. Hey, uh, to all you listeners, please go and check out Kaggy's podcast, Saturn Returns. It's incredible. An episode with me. It's fab. You should probably listen to that one to kick things off. It's a real good one. Um, Kags, your book, when is it coming out? It's not coming out. It's not coming out until next year. But... Okay, but that's cool. But keep an eye out for that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and any other things you have on the horizon that we're excited for? The next season of Saturn Returns. Um, and then hopefully I'm going to bring out some music this summer. I think that I... You're going to do it? I think I should. Yes. Yeah. You know, in terms of just to echo what we just had a conversation about and being vulnerable and doing the things that light you up. It's like, well, I went and recorded a project over lockdown. And so I, again, I'm just sitting on it because I'm procrastinating. Release it. Mm. The easiest thing to do is procrastinate. I know. Because really that's, that's the easiest one. The, 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 the uh, course... And, and typically anxious people are good at doing that because that's the easiest option. So you just let it go, do it. People mm-hmm. will love it. 
Um, I said to you before, you're one of my oldest and greatest friends. And um, I love it. Every single time I see you on the podcast, wherever it is. So, Kags, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for on. having me. And also, I, I think we, at the end of the podcast, we like to leave our listeners something inspirational, but perhaps something that, that can, that really helps you on a daily basis. What is that? Um, well, something that I was writing about in the book, because obviously a big part of it is navigating your 20s. And I don't know how old the majority of your audience is, but in terms of what we just spoke about, of feeling know like you don't know who you are or what direction you're going to go in I think the only wrong step is not taking one and that's something I need to remind myself of constantly in terms of not sitting on the fence procrastinating about stuff just try it out and you know the universe will show you the rest Kagi Donald thank you so much everybody we'll see you next week bye bye Wow. I am I am tired but in a good way. I'm seeing stars. I'm gonna go stand outside and look up at the stars and it's not it's not nighttime. Take it all in. Okay. It's nighttime. Well, it's nighttime it, somewhere. Isn't it great when the moon is out in the day? Yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan of it, actually. Does, <laughs> that, does it happen a lot? Yeah, it happens occasionally. Yeah. I like it. There was an amazing moon recently, actually. Oh yeah. I, the, actually the most amazing moon I've ever seen. It was really good. Where was it? It was like 6 a.m. Really? Yeah. Oh, no, was it 6 a.m.? What are you doing at 6 a.m.? I get up early. <laughs> okay. To see the moon. <laughs> um, thank you, everybody, for tuning in once again. Don't forget our bonus episodes on Wednesday. We're going to be talking um, about a lot of different things uh, this week. A really exciting one for you. Uh, that doesn't tee it up in any way whatsoever, but hopefully you'll be tempted to go across always on Wednesday. Please go and check out our Patreon page. Go and uh, slide into our DMs at Private Podcast. We want to hear from you. And have a great day. Until next week, we'll see you later. Bye-bye.